0: Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ centered marriage.
1: Hi, I'm Eric Engel with my wonderful wife, Jolene, with another episode of the Marriage Mentor. In this podcast, Uh, She writes, Dear Jolene, my husband loses his temper and yells at me frequently. Most of the time his anger isn't directed at me, but from work stress or stress about our three children. But it hurts to bear the brunt of his anger. I don't want my children growing up in a house where they are constantly in trouble and are constantly seeing me being yelled at by him. He usually apologizes afterwards, but it's starting to feel like if he were really sorry he'd change. Any advice would be helpful. P.S. My husband is a believer, although we don't regularly go to church.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate that last little line there because, um, you know, the Bible talks about and Jesus said, "Apart from me, you could do nothing." Okay. So you got to remain in the vine. You got to abide in Him. You got to continually um, be in the Word of God, be in fellowship. The the disciples when Jesus had ascended into heaven at, at Pentecost. Um, They did four things. They continued in doctrine. They continued in fellowship, in the breaking of the bread, and in prayer. When a believer doesn't do those things, we're going to act in the flesh 24-7. Hence, a lot of what is taking place with this husband. Um, They don't regularly go to church. They're not feeding um, their spirit. They're acting in the flesh. Um, The Bible also talks about, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the flesh. You will not satisfy the flesh. And so when a wife gets so discouraged, when the husband says, who is a believer? Oh, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And they repeat it over and over again. The wife's just kind of like, well, if he was really sorry, he'd change. Well, the only way a person could change is by the power of the Lord. Okay, right. That's it. That, that is it. I mean, I might be able to create a few habits here and there um, that might help me have a better eating style or healthy living and exercise and stuff. But the true change of the heart of a person is through the Lord. And what's taking place is this man isn't doing those things. But the wife, would I put up with that? No, absolutely not. Would it be gracious one, two times? Yeah, I mean, you've, you've come home and, and I even wrote I, something once. I,
1: I've never yelled.
0: <clears throat> oh, yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well,
1: Okay, so, and, and to go along with what you're talking about and the power of Jesus and such, absolutely, let's look at your physical life. Uh, if you go a day or two or three without eating, what kind of mood are you in?
0: Yeah, crabby pants. Okay, yeah.
1: so you haven't eaten. Right. But you go several days without the Word of God, okay? Your spirit is crabby pants as well. Right. Right? Right. And so it's not just, I mean, going to church or not going to church is a telltale sign. You know, the Bible says not to forsake the assembling of the saints. Right. But that's only part of it. Right. Okay, right. and so my husband is a believer. Uh, that means that she can she can influence him to get more in the word or maybe they do it together right. or maybe she just says hey can we do this five minutes a day or can I sit down with you before before anything else happens I want to sit down with you when you come home and I want to find out about your life your day right. and she can pour into him that might go a long way towards that anger and such
0: oh absolutely I mean and, and obviously the man is regretting you know some of the his actions but regret is not repentance. True, true repentance changes the heart. And again, you got to go back to what is it that changes the heart, you know, and, and it's the spiritual things. It's um, the Holy Spirit piercing the heart of a person. And can she set up a certain mood in the home for when he comes home? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know when I'm out and I'm busy and I got a whole bunch of stuff going on and I come home and, You know, my teenagers have eaten everything in the house and there's dishes all over the place. I'm not in a good mood. I'm just not. You know? But it's just like, I've got to exercise enough self-control because I don't always want to be lashing out at them. I don't want them, oh, mommy loved Jesus and she went to church, she wrote bible studies, she, you know, spoke to all these women, but she was yelling and screaming at us 24-7. That's not what I want to, the type of legacy I want to leave for my kids.
1: Well, and there's there's a rage there. you know, it could be as simple as her going to him and saying, look, if you're upset, this is what we cannot have, is this increase in volume. Right. I mean, right. you know, he can say everything he wants to say without an increase in volume, and that could change the whole dynamic of the situation. Absolutely.
0: I think that you could certainly put in some some boundaries there. I would think that this man um loves his wife and loves his family and doesn't want to be Um, known as the angry dad or the angry husband. And here's something else, too. The scriptures talk about husbands not, don't be harsh towards your wives. Hence, they're going to have a tendency to be harsh towards their wives. When when there's a command in there of don't do this, it's because God knew that they were going to have a tendency to do this. Kind of like the wife of make sure you respect your husband. God knew that we were going to have a tendency to be disrespectful. So husband generally, generally, will always come across more harsher, than how a wife would be, okay, so you've got to keep that in mind, and you could, and I look at Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen, of, you know, iron sharpening iron, and so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend, my husband is my friend, my husband wants to lead a godly lifestyle, my husband wants to be a godly husband, he wants to be a godly father, so I could, I should be able to go to him and say, hey, you know, you're, you're having a hard time with this, what can I do to help you, you know, because I see you struggling, okay, that's, That is a gentle admonishment um, of me letting him know I'm on your side. Uh, But then the other thing is, it's a pattern that I'm seeing. And if I have to, for me as a wife, if, if it's continually happening, I would, I'd say, I'd ask him questions. So is this how you saw us when you asked me to marry you? Is this how you saw us 10, 15 years from now, how our marriage would play out that you would be yelling at me? Is this what you wanted? And how do you want me to respond when you do start yelling? Go back, right. ask him those questions and put it put it back on him.
1: I'm familiar with those questions. <clears throat> I know
0: you are. Yeah, right. because that's why I do. I ask you questions. How do you want me to handle this? Right.
1: So here's and here's another part that I don't know that we've really talked on in a long time, but the perspective of a marriage may not be correct. It should be this perspective of oneness. And so if she goes to him and says, Look, we're one. You and I, we're one. We're not like you and me. We're one. So when you yell at me, it's like you coming home and yelling at the mirror. Right. Yelling at yourself. Okay? And and it doesn't help because I'm on your side. We're here together. I'm I got your back. Sort of thing. Right. And and that might be a totally different perspective from what he or she have even considered in their marriage.
0: Right. It goes back to Ephesians five thirty three. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular still love his own wife as himself. Okay? Is that taking place? And, again, um, I see that you guys need to grow spiritually in your own walks.
1: They're not going to church. Yeah. What are they doing?
0: Well, and what's the reason? A lot of times, you know, as couples, you know, we get married, we're pursuing the Lord, then we have kids. And, man, all hell breaks loose when that happens because it's just like, what just
1: happened? We have kids. Job is hard. We just want to relax on the weekend. But I want to tell you something. You need to be at church. You need to establish that habit and that process, not only for yourself, but for your family, for your kids, for the whole well-being. And as far as I'm concerned, I've always set aside that, hey, Sunday is the day that I set aside for church and my family. You know, I'm not going to go do any work. I don't care if I have to run into work or they say, it doesn't matter. Sunday's off limits. Right. Okay, so... I think they should reserve that and make that day special.
0: Well, yeah, as a Christian family, you need to be doing Christian things, you know, because you can't, you can't walk in, in your flesh because your marriage is going to crumble. I mean, that is the number one powerful thing for a couple is to pursue the things of the Lord. And, and, and maybe he doesn't want to go, go to church on Sunday. Then you go, you get up and take the kids. You want to transform your marriage. You get in the word and you start doing the spiritual things. Right. Right. You know, those are my thoughts. Other
1: than just advice from a podcast.
0: Right. Absolutely. I'm Eric Engel. I'm Jolene Engel at com.